everyone, welcome to Get Your Shine Box. My name is Chris, and I'm with my brother Tristan. Uh, our podcast is about movies, and basically how those movies influenced how we became parents. And so every week we take a little bit of a step back, watch an awesome movie that really was important to us when we were kids, <laughs> and then we reflect on how it messed us up. Basically, um, yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Tris? That's about the size of it. Really. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah. We uh, uh, not that mom and dad were, were bad people or bad parents, but uh, they were busy. <laughs> they were busy. You know, we should probably preface that. One thing I'm, I'm noticing about this is we're always kind of apologizing for them, <laughs> and at some point they're going to listen to this and just be like, "What the fuck did we do to our what? kids? Why are you always apologizing?" You know, it's, it's funny. We were over there the other day, yeah. and she did. She did that. Oh. She was like, "Oh, we were terrible parents." I'm like, "No, no," and I don't. Do have we given them that impression? Well, what in comparison to who? Well, I was gonna say like, <laughs> and again, I don't really want to go no. down this road, but I mean, uh, comparatively, mom and dad actually have like relatively well-adjusted kids. Like <laughs> maybe more people should have let television and movies raise their children because really? uh, it seems like yeah. I can't complain about iPads anymore based on my own logic. Well, that's it is that's interesting too, and I'm sure yeah. we'll get into this at some point sure. about, about parenting and things like that because the movie we talk about today. There is some sweet parenting, oh. like some some top shelf parenting that happens. In there. You want to talk about a guy who didn't let his kid do anything? He was there for all of it, twenty four seven. I have to feel like he might have been a bit invasive. I like, think so. Like John Matrix was not <laughs> like a guy who kind of let his kid do like things on their own or kind of figure oh, things God. out. Like he was there, man. Like for everything. Yeah, everything. But, I mean, uh, that relationship is interesting. We'll talk about that in yeah, a sec. But yeah. I guess well, what I wanted to, wanted to say is is uh, that we, you know, I, I think, yeah, I could agree that we were fairly well adjusted. And, and um, oh, I know what I was talking about is Go for it. Um, screen time, I guess, with the kids. And we won't oh, get yeah. into this too much and well. things like that. And just the movies that the kids are watching. I probably have, maybe, I, I feel like I'm actually more overprotective, weirdly enough. Hmm. Of the film and TV that my kids watch, because we it was free reign. It was free reign. Watch anything. Yeah, you know, yeah. we and I know that in a previous podcast we talked about if it was a cartoon, didn't matter the content. A cartoon yeah. means kids can watch it. Yeah, and there are some very inappropriate cartoons that are out. There. Oh yeah, and we were talking about it in uh, maybe um, in a following episode or two to talk tackle, start to tackle some of those animated films yep. that yep. we used to absorb because they were. Whew, there was some tense. Don Bluth really scarred me. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and again, we, I want to get that copy of BC Rock if we can ever track one down. Oh, i got to track That it. is not a cartoon for any... Ch- I can't even see an adult enjoying that cartoon. It was terrible. But there's just, what is that it's target just audience? Weird. Yeah, I was going to say. There's so much penis. I'm yeah. like, what? Penis and boobs. Yeah. I don't know. I do want to, yeah, it was a passion project, I'm sure. I think so. For somebody. Just a guy who wanted to like have a good laugh with his buddies, and he was high, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, so anyway, the, yeah. Movie, the movie we're tackling today is Commando. Yes. Uh, so tell me a little bit about this movie, Tristan. So, <clears throat> Okay, so this, um, you know, in a really consummate 80s action film, it sort of, it, I mean, it was after First Blood Part 1, um, and right. so we can see influences, and we'll talk about that, but yep. it was like... Arnie at his height as an action star, I think. Um, so or at least it's, that. it's Conan before this. It is Conan and, and right in, before this. And then, so I think you're right. Like, it's got this sort yeah. of a weird mix of, like, he's got that Conan star power now. He's able, been able to carry a film. Mm-hmm. But you see other guys like Stallone who just finished doing uh, First Blood. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like, he kind of has that element of, it's like Rambo's as a dad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, But like a hyper, macho, like... 
super competent. Yeah, like I think you said this before is like Rambo with without all that baggage bullshit. No, no, none of the pathos, all the confidence. Like he's not sad about anything. He's happy to go on a killing spree and deliver one-liners like he's like at Caroline's Comedy Hour. It's crazy. Like he's got this Rolodex that he's just flipping through. And actually when you said that, I was wondering like does he have is he sort of like making his kills fit? The one-liners or the one-liners fit the kills? I bet you he just had these in place already and was like, how do I do this? Like, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Here's a banana peel. Like, all of these things he probably was doing to like, this really, will pay off later. I've got the good one. <laughs> a trap set up in the woods, just like, no kidding. <laughs> just waiting for someone oh. to, oh, I've got such a good one. A good <laughs> wood pun. Totally. You know? Oh, yeah. So, okay, so um, the, it's directed by uh, Mark A. Lester. Yeah, so he's done, like, Armed and Dangerous, and he was in yeah. Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yeah. But when we first saw it, I was like, this has got to be a McTiernan. Like, it yeah. had that kind of, like, feel to it. it. And there's, I guess there must have been this school of, like, action, action ways to do an 80s action movie. And so this yeah. fits right into it. And, I mean, I don't even know, yeah. you know, really what Mark L. Lester really uh took away from it or how people regarded him after the fact but obviously he still worked well and, and so did this set the template for action or did this follow the template well do you think? in my mind a lot of these movies kind of blend into each other like commando is not that far off from predator although i feel like bennett was like <laughs> straighter than like the predator i don't know yeah. this guy they, we're gonna have to talk about him for sure yeah, he's well, not going untouched yeah we'll talk about vernon there in a minute yeah but but it, yeah, so so it was interesting. It is I was like, did this um, you know did this set the tone for um, action films coming afterward, or or did this follow the formula? I, I don't know. But I mean, I mean, they're all sort of influences of each other and back and forth. And stuff well, like and I guess that's also the lens of when we were watching it as kids, because yeah. you could get six or seven of those films. You know, you go down to the brick, you pick up your cassettes. <laughs> was there even a limit on the number of cassettes we could get? I don't know, actually. That's interesting. Because I feel like for a weekend, like we would go on a Friday, well, we only pick had up 20. like five. Yeah, <laughs> here's the thing: like, shuffle them up. It's, but maybe that's why they all blended into each other. Because you just watch the same ones ad nauseum until you're like, yeah, what was the part where like Arnie uh, is part metal and he morphs into creature? Like, yeah, that's it. No yeah. kidding. All, all yeah. of this stuff is just. And a, then he he takes that uh, uh, you know that test to find out if he's a replicant. And, no kidding. Uh, but he's got that twin brother, and that's <laughs> the veto is so great in. Predator. Yeah, he's really good. He's the predator. It's, okay, so so um, Arnie plays John Matrix, which I, until like honestly, like ten minutes ago, <laughs> I thought that was his like code name. This is the most ridiculous. Yeah, so we took a quick a brush at IMDb just to kind of take a peek and go, okay, yeah. well, who's on it? Let's make sure. And Tristan was like, "What? That's his name?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> Who do you think? He's not Mr. Anderson. He didn't take the blue pill and just... Although that would be a fun spin-off. That spin would be that. a fun spin-off. Because his world would suck. <laughs> it's a ridiculous world. Anyway. But I, but I thought, you know, because it's often like, um, you know, they, they go by their code names. Like the general at the beginning when he's, when he's talking to Arnie. You know, he's like, Matrix still got it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could have been like like Phoenix or you know, it could yeah. yeah, like an operation or. I I don't know. like like I thought that okay, this is a code name and things like hmm. that, but I guess not. That nope. was absolutely his name nope. is John Matrix. And so, by default, Alyssa Milano's character is like, uh, what is it like, Sally Matrix or something? Uh, it. it <laughs> what a name to sort of carry around. 
with you. Well, exactly. And especially sort of pre-technology. Like, what does that even mean to you? Like a matrix at this point, you know, has such yeah. connotations. But, you know, you kind of get to the 90s and stuff and people would be looking at you like, huh? huh? <laughs> Do you know Kung Fu? <laughs> It's Jenny Matrix. Jenny Matrix. Matrix. Oh, boy. That's it. I'm going to keep my maiden name. <laughs> I'm going to hyphenate. Yeah. <laughs> Matrix Schmidt. No. Okay. Kind of thing. Oh, I don't know what to do with this. Schmidt Matrix. Uh, oh. <laughs> no. It, it does not work. Uh, anyway, okay, so so he's he's this ex-commando. Like, he, yep. is, he is retired. I mean... Remember, remember Grenada, Grenada or, or Grenado or, or <laughs> like Nicaragua the, or... The hero of like Corto Maltese. That's like it, that's it. Yeah. For sure. It's yeah. some, some yeah, ridiculous thing. So this guy, like, if you look at Arnie in this movie, though, how old do you think he is? Like, he's got to be, what, mid-30s? Easy. He's oh. a child. How is he retiring at this? Oh, I don't like, know. Like, he <laughs> drug-muled yeah. so much cocaine up his big, muscly butt <laughs> that just, like, don't worry, I'm making a deposit. Well, like, that's it. Just, it. So, yeah. And his home is, like... On the on top of this mountain, and opulent, and and he's re- like he said retired, so he's earning enough uh, to cover the bills and things like that for sure. But he's so bored. Like, let's talk about that opening sequence because okay. this to me was like amazing. So you know he's chopping wood, and then he gets that one wary glance where he's like, yeah. mm, something is fishy, <laughs> and so but he keeps on going, and he's about to spin and take that axe right into Jenny's throat. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out it's Jenny, of course, his daughter. Yeah. And so he's like, you know, they give a big hug, and it's playful. Yeah. And then that opening montage, they do like a hundred things in the same day. Yeah. There's costume changes. They're with that deer. They're, like, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're gently feeding a deer. He's the perfect dad. They're getting incredible. ice cream, and they, they, you know. Goo each other's noses. Yeah, things like that. But what's funny, actually, yeah. <laughs> now that you mention it, that huge montage, because they go swimming. They're in town. Mm-hmm. They're... Mm-hmm. You know, they're doing everything. And then the movie really starts when they're having lunch, right? And he bites into that sandwich. And yeah. he has that great line when he's reading the paper. Oh, yeah. And he's like, boy, George, why don't they call them girl, George? And they're like, oh, no. So topical. It's a little flat. Yeah. It's funny, though. Yeah. I mean, the guy, these guys have got this. And people talk about this all the time. Like, poor Schwarzenegger. It's yeah. not his native language. He's trying yeah. really hard to make these things deliver. And truthfully, he's got that little <laughs> kind of tongue in cheek. Like, he's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, nailed it. Ah, uh, <laughs> totally. that's what you Americans watch. You listen to poor George. <laughs> I'm so I made the comment. <laughs> no kidding. I'm here. This is me editorializing. <laughs> I improv. Like, yeah. No <laughs> Mark, yeah. Mark, did you hear that line? You keep that line. Oh, well, we know that there's a lot of great improv because we're going to be talking about oh, yeah. uh, the death of Sully because, <laughs> honest to God, I pee my pants. So funny so in the world. So they must have given him a little bit of free reign. But I, yeah. I don't know. This was probably written for him and probably something he had to deliver. And, and again, yeah. you know, it's that conservative sort of 80s values. And we're right at the fledgling understanding of, like, more gay rights and more LG. BTQ, and that's again, it's interesting to sort of see that play out because mm. in a different time, you'll never get away with these kind of things. Which, oh, no. thank goodness, it needed it to be more broad. Oh, there is <clears throat> so much that this movie gets away with, yeah. <laughs> you know, that you just in real life or in like even even movies nowadays would be so questioned. No, just the, for sure. uh, his sort of a <laughs> how he sweeps radon into the whole thing. It's oh, just so oh much. my god. And it, well, yes, we'll definitely get to the oh, chemistry okay. of which does not exist, but okay, holy well, smokes, it's awkward. Let's break this down. Okay, so so he's the perfect ex-commando, perfect dad. Perfect dad. Uh, perfect dad, everything yep. like that. And he um, um, previous uh, uh, members of his squad, his elite squad are yep. getting wiped out. Yep. And it 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 turns out that one of his um, elite squad team members 
is one of the people kind of orchestrating yes this guy bennett bennett because this um this this general played by dan hadea yeah is this general um uh what the heck is his name i I can't even remember I, i think they say it like twice um so he is uh off uh wanting his country back right yeah he plays Arius. Arius. <laughs> I didn't get that at what? all. What? Yeah. So again, we're back up like, on IDB, IBDB going like, does he even say his name ever? Yeah. No, it's Arius. Arius. So, so Arius wants Matrix because Matrix originally overthrew him right. to allow this island nation to uh, elect a president. But now they want Matrix to go back and they want him to dis- disrupt the presidency and so that... Well, and assassinate him Dan effectively. Can, and he's yeah. the one guy who can get closest because that's he's like a national hero. He is he's a national like, hero. Yeah, for sure. So now that, maybe that's how he gets his money. <laughs> well. <laughs> maybe it was like, so I saved your island. Here's the bill. Money, please. Yeah, no kidding. Just a little submit. I printed it on a dot. Matrix. <laughs> See what I did there? That's, uh, that's a, the tech. Uh, he must have been the guy who, who discovered... And created the dot matrix. So printer. not only he's, he's is he royalties. like a tech giant, genius. <laughs> okay, what more can this guy do? He's incredible. Seriously. So so uh, you know he's meant to overthrow this island and reinstall the yep. gen- general Arius. Arius. Yeah. And so to do that, they must they capture and hold his daughter, right, Jenny Matrix. Jenny Matrix. J M. So they're going to hold her and make sure that she is the leverage for him to go and take over this island totally. and reinstall uh, the general. General Arius, right. Yeah. So you get Bennett. They capture yeah. the daughter. Yeah. There's a great scene where, you know, <laughs> Matrix's former general flies in on a helicopter, uh-huh. drops off two clods. who don't know what the <laughs> fuck they're doing. They're walking around and like high-fiving each other. Like, yeah. you think this is the sweetest gig ever. Um, and then the general flies off, of course, you know, yeah. does his thing. And 10 seconds later, instantly, <laughs> guys drop down from nowhere. And those two fools get shot, and well, one gets murdered immediately. Yeah. The second guy starts to drag himself in yeah. uh, to the door when, you know, Matrix crawls into his cabin and he's kind of looking around and he's making sure, like, you know, he's got the proximity. And the guy's like, How did you know that they were coming? Yeah. And he's like, I smelled them. Yeah, didn't you? Didn't you? The guy's like, I just got shot. Okay. All I smell I, right I, now is my bleeding. pending death. Yeah, yeah no kidding. <laughs> I, I am gangrenous. Yeah, <laughs> suck it, jerk. So yeah, and that's that's not not the first sort of show of his like prowess because I mean the whole movie really starts with him lifting like oh. a, a four hundred thousand pound log. Yeah, on he's one got shoulder. like he's got a, a redwood on his back. <laughs> he's strapping it in there like he's freaking Atlas. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, here's the thing. You're going to showcase his strengths, right? Like, yes. he is not a great actor, but he's a big dude, and he just came yeah. off of Conan, and everyone's like... Th- and I remember thinking this. I'm like, he was the baseline of strength for the longest yes. time. And you think about those, like, full rivalries between, like, him and Stallone. Like, who's yeah. stronger, who's tougher? But always, the apex of male yeah. strength. And I think it's because of this movie. Because there's countless numbers of times where he does an unnecessary feat of strength. strength. But it starts right out of the gates with the tree. Right out of the gates. And so, okay, so so watching this, and I don't know if you remember this watching it way back when, but I do. I remember watching this and going like, okay, this this is what it means to be a man in the height of physical and mental prowess. Holy smokes, like what a bark. Yeah. Could you imagine trying to live up to this like Schwarzenegger-esque, like super dad? Super dad. Absolutely incredible killing machine. Yeah. A, a ridiculous physicality. Like, 
You'd have to be retired all the time just to manage all of that muscle. Holy smokes. And you can still entice a gentle deer to come and, and feed from his hand. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no kidding. I trust you. No kidding. Because I have no choice. No kidding. Your other hand is on my neck. <laughs> I fear you're going to twist it. Yeah. So so he's the apex of like strength. And it's funny. like And, and so it's... It's interesting when you're th- when you want to line up a villain. Yep. When you want to like get like a um, when you're trying to think like okay who could oppose? Yep. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Another big guy. I'm thinking like Jean Claude Van Damme or you know um, massive think, physical prowess. Yeah. Right? Dolph Lundgren. You know, here's yeah. a guy like these big, you know, cut dudes. Like who else is in that same kind of range? So you have unlimited <laughs> choices of imposing villains that physically could compete with. Arnie, at least in some degree. So what is your choice? Yeah, how the fuck do you land on... <laughs> Vermin Wells? so bad. So his quote about this that we just saw was like, he wanted to be like Freddie Mercury on steroids. I'm like, that's... So you want to be the anti-male? Like, he's just yeah. sloppy and fat for the longest time. And you you mentioned this too, and I, I never realized, but he's not wearing chainmail. <laughs> that's a knitted... <laughs> He's crocheting his own <laughs> outfits to make himself comfortable. But sleeveless. And yeah. he's got these noodly arms. <laughs> it's so like, funny. And just like the worst handlebar mustache. Yeah. Like he is not an imposing figure. Like no. most of the time I would just be worried about getting hit on by the guy. Like I'm like, honestly, are we going to go to like Saks Fifth Avenue and you're going to put me in a boa? What the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, it's like he's a. He's, oh, just, I mean, he's still hilarious. He's like hilarious. he's awesome. Like he chews that. I wonder if he was in on the joke. I'm sure he was. He must have. If been. he was like, like I'm really, I'm meant to give like uh, John Matrix any kind of pause. No kidding. Really? <laughs> no kidding. This guy is lifting trees. I can't even lift my legs to put him on an ottoman right now <laughs> and sink my beer down. This guy is just a chubs, and I'm not trying to like yeah. fat shame anyone. But holy smokes, I'm like. Yeah. So, you know, then what you have to do with it is with character. Yeah. Like, he is just so over the top. You're like, well, he must have been, like, a badass at one point. Yeah. Because he's so fucking confident. I know. Like, he is. And that confidence. I, that's what That's what I love. Yeah. Is that he has this <laughs> unflappable confidence. You never see him actually show any prowess. No. Because no. most of the time, he's chasing after Jenny. Yeah. He's you walking know. around with a knife. Like, the one, <laughs> yes. the one scene that he actually seems a little bit threatening is where he's trying to track Jenny down at the yeah. very end, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, it's just interesting, right? Like, you've got these really two very different kind of... Um, role models or figures, right? Like, so you think, well, here's like Ultimate Man versus like Sloppy Joe. And just (laughs) how are these two going to interact? And how quick is Bennett going to die? Like, you're just thinking like, Arnie could stare him down. Like, I think his eyeballs could probably shoot enough like charisma into him to blow him up. And and I think they realized that when it came down to their final fight, you know, and I don't mind jumping around here a little bit, Mm -hmm. but in their final fight... It was like, okay, this is the fight. It's going to be a knife fight between you and Arnie. And I think Vernon and Arnie looked at each other and they went, oh, oh, this this is not going to do well. Like, this, <laughs> what? And so, so Mark's obstacles. like, okay, all right, well, why don't, why don't you shoot? Why don't you graze Arnie's arm with a bullet and he's going to lose all use of it? And so he, he's attacking you with arm. Is that more fair? And Vernon must be like, I guess. Yeah, keep, keep going. <laughs> sure. no what, if, what if he was uh, blindfolded and uh, the lower half of him was in a vat of acid? Pretty much. I think much. that would be... Can I saw his legs off? <laughs> Basically, we're going to go Black Knight, Monty Python. I'm going to need... And still, 
50 50 i don't have it i don't have it yeah it's pretty good so he's and he's surrounded by these really fascinating caricatures not characters but caricatures they are very stereotypes they are you know and 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 i mean i i love the fact that this movie made no bones about what it is and you can see it in the quality sometimes like when the buildings are blown up and there's meant to be guards out front and it's obviously a mannequin because they hold the shot like the the explosion behind the mannequin you see the mannequin sort of wibble wobble <laughs> a little bit and it just holds on that it just kind of settles eventually oh for sure yeah so so that's okay i guess and so that's that's probably why i i love this film now but back then yep i loved it because it was just like pure testosterone oh. action okay so let's i know we're jumping around but okay. let's let's go into when that okay. rescue happens and right. matrix is killing guys mm-hmm. because th- we start to try to do a run at one point to count the yeah. number of people that he murdered so it's one guy yeah Radon Chong is back at the plane. Oh, yeah. She's like so he's disinterested in this. Oh, yeah. yeah exactly. Trying to operate the plane. And he's just running around. Like, he just hit the hardware store. He's got all the goods. There's a hundred people plus that he murders in this. Like, not one person gets a shot on him until Bennett grazes that one arm. Yeah. That's the single point of damage he takes oh, yeah. in that whole fight. Well, he took a grenade at one point to get him into the shack, and he's like, oh, and he unzips his vest and takes a look, and there's like nothing. No, it's no. Like, oh, I got a You ruined my vest. <laughs> no, kidding. Oh, oh, no. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have killed these guys oh. after eating that sandwich. Well, I know. <laughs> God, just repelling them with those pipes. Yeah, it's okay. insane. So, he, so, so yeah. okay, so his daughter gets captured. Yep. He yeah. gets captured. Right. He gets yeah. put on, a, he gets captured, he gets explained the whole premise. So he's got you know the time it takes to get to the island that he's going to yeah which the watch beeps sometimes but not all the time it's really weird like someone in post must have just been like ah fuck it no kidding we're we're making money on this anyway you know how much each beep costs that's a hundred thousand dollars like i don't know any a little consistency that probably wouldn't happen today but for sure just like yeah so anyway he gets put on a plane and he's got it basically what they're going to do is they're going to have someone meet him at the other side yes. take him to go kill the general and yeah. then once that's done he's going to get his daughter back hypothetically yeah but there's no way jenny is done jenny yeah. is going to get murdered for sure matrix knows this so yeah <clears throat> instead of doing that gets on the plane yeah uh sits down with the person who's kind of escorting him through yeah so the, the, the one guy, the guy with, with the door of the explorer hat which i <laughs> fucking love i never caught this detail before because i kind of thought it was like one of those like i don't know gilligan hats yeah. but it's literally an explorer it's got like the little it's hard yeah it's got the little like um uh, indentation across the front just to sort of show like what are you exp- i think he's just like really jazzed to go to this island like he's gonna go do some tours and meet like, up with some buddies he needs know? this vacation <laughs> him and it. sully like it, it's jackson jackson and sully were sitting there yeah and, and they're like sully i need this i need a break so I'll take him to, uh, where is it, Corto Maltese or wherever. Yeah. But I need this because I need a vacation. And then Sully's so like, yeah, you go. You need this, buddy. Well, I think and he was and... just, yes, I just bought this. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm going to open up a new chapter in my life. This yeah. was like, you know, I got two weeks to retire. This, <laughs> this is his be... retirement mission. This is a retirement mission. He's going to be like Matrix now off in yeah. the woods. He's going to be talking to the Bambies of the world. And yeah. it was, now it just got ruined yeah. because uh, Matrix what happens? What happens? very cleverly decides to, uh, 
elbow him in the head and then snap his neck and then put that door to the Explorer hat uh, over his face because yeah. the only thing he's exploring now is the afterlife. <laughs> yeah, he's it's gone. Such a, it's such a violent action. And it's funny because you pan out a bit and literally like one foot in front of them is this couple that have heard and saw nothing. What about the guy in the toilet? <laughs> like, they're right. Like, so he's got a wall behind them, right? So, you know, yeah. for sure there's no one, you know, who can kind of see it. But if you heard someone like, boom, and then... <laughs> Like, was I'm that done. me? Did no, I just shit myself? Is my colon in a fucking knot right now? Like, honestly, it would be terrifying. You would know this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Jackson's dead. Jackson's dead. So he's he's off. Uh, the, the plane starts to taxi and yeah. take off. How does he escape? Uh, so this is another thing where you're just like, I need a feat of strength. Yeah. Arnie, what are you going to do? So anyway, uh, Arnie finds a way into the... Uh, back section of the plane mm. and uh, gets to the landing gear by ripping through a cloth wall. Which, honestly, if you think about like air pressure and uh, air travel, like we're so sensitive right now to anything. You can't even have your cell phone on. This guy just ripped a fucking wall down and like jumped out onto the landing gear uh, just to make a dive into like a pond that he has no ideas there. He can't get it. What if it was just like more runway? What's your plan, John? Like, how did he know that that's exactly the right, you know, where they're going to taxi off to? I'd like to think that if he landed on the uh, on the runway <laughs> after that 100-foot drop, that he would just sort of dust himself off. No Look at his watch. <laughs> well, and if, if the off. editors got the beep on that Yeah, one. That's, that's it. Well, this is early on before they just gave up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They're really accurate with the beeping in the beginning. And it's yeah. slowly, it's like sometimes it's there, yeah, then it's it like, stops. Uh, and goes, uh, forget it. Honestly. Yeah. So, yeah, he lands in the, in the swamp and he's got to, the only lead he has is to track Sully. Right. Sully, who was played by uh, David Vernon, oh, David Patrick Kelly. Right. And, um... Who's in a lot of good, lot like, of stuff. stuff. I really love him in, like, uh, The Crow. Oh, yeah. Uh, we watched Last Man Standing, which is not a great film. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's he's an interesting dude. He's a really a fun yeah. character actor, and I always enjoy him in stuff. Same, same. And I this like was him. my first introduction to him as an actor, because yeah, always when I think back, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the guy who played Sully. Yeah, same. T- I know he was in, he's in tons of stuff before. Like, he was iconic in Warriors. You know, he's the, Warriors, come on. Oh no way! That's him. You know I haven't seen that in yeah. so long. Yeah, so I should probably go back. Anyway. But that's it. I so I associate him with Commando, but right. not for the reason, uh, but just because he's recognizable. But now, now, and we'll talk about this in a little bit. We really associate him with oh, Commando, a hundred percent, because he must have having a blast. So he, he <laughs> Commando has to John Matrix tracks Sully yeah, so going into through the, the airport. airport. Yeah. yeah, and so Sully is like. This is also where you get introduced to Ray John, Don Chong in this, you mm-hmm. know, because she's a beautiful uh, stewardess and she's yeah. on the phone. She's talking to like her boyfriend mm-hmm. and uh, this little creep comes up yeah. and just gets right into it. Yeah. Interesting choice, Ray Don, as because uh, it says that she like nailed her audition first go. Like, you got it, you know. And yeah, but what was the ask? Like, I know. Can you just stand there and be pretty? Yeah. Because she's got that. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. Because she, she doesn't do a lot like her and maybe it's the character but it like your character just about every single line is either exposition or yeah. just commentary about how it how his actions are putting her day out of totally time. and don't get me wrong he really does put her out like <laughs> you know he's not a good friend he's not a fun acquaintance he's no. not like that guy you'd be like hey let's go do more adventures because yeah. my car is fucked uh i'm like yeah. everything is destroyed like i am like terrified i had to do a bunch of illegality like yeah however 
He, he doesn't show her a shred of proof that his daughter is and his daughter has been kidnapped. He's well, just his word, and of course she she sort of wavers. Like at one well, point in she the gets mall, a, yeah, in the mall, she screws him over. Yeah. yeah, of course she goes to like mall security and really just kind of sets that whole chain off. Lord, <laughs> the security guards are hilarious. That one guy who's just like, like okay, in this scene, I want you to say that he's he's one big motherfucker, but just. You know, let it happen. Let it happen. Let's do oh, a natural, right? No. Breathe. Let's no. shake it out. No. Give me the line. We've only got one take. Okay, okay, I got this. He's one big motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we can't do another we can't one. Do but, another one. But, <laughs> but for future reads, when you never work again for the rest of your life after anyone sees this, try not to over enunciate <laughs> the words. No like kidding. just I'm a Shakespearean actor. No yeah. I did a fellow on the board. Patrick yeah. Stewart's like first role in like film like, <laughs> he is one big motherfucker like just it's so way too much but honestly I think that's kind of one of the big themes of this film yeah. is go ahead and take whatever liberties you want with any lines so it all is up for grabs that's it can we do this now can we do Sully I guess not yet not yet not yet okay, okay. so um, so he, he tracks Sully from the airport that's where he meets right on Chong that's where another feat of strength happens yeah so go ahead yeah well he um he, he sort of sneaks up because sully's like hitting on her and she's like um i look i don't want this go away go away and sully follows her to uh, her car i got something i want to give you yeah, like hey, he just hey, oh, come out you know he's all slimy and, totally. and she's like look just go away i i don't want i don't want this and she like totally blows him off and he's like Fuck you, right? Oh yeah, like yeah. He's, a, he's so in, indifferent about it or indignant. Yeah. So he he goes off to his Porsche, his nice banana yellow Porsche. Oh yeah. And uh, oh, yes, and and she gets into her car, and Matrix is there. He's been following them, and he like um, uh, forces her to to sit in the driver's seat. Uh, and uh, he's got no weapons. Like, no, but anyway, except his hands. Except his hands, so fair enough. Yeah. But then, for no reason whatsoever, he tears out her passenger side yeah, he's seat. Enti- he's entirely po- capable of sitting in that chair yeah. and just being inconspicuous. But you know what? When you've got Uber Mail yeah. there, uh, you've got to show exactly what his threat is. And yeah. so in this case, it's like, I could do this to your body. Yeah. And just like tears this like, seat out. For no reason. So he's no. sitting on the, the seat adjustment rail. Yeah. Is essentially what he's parking this on. This can't be comfortable. <laughs> you know what? My hemorrhoids. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like, yeah, but... They make it work. Yeah. And so they're driving around. They're following Sully. Following Sully. Sully gets to a mall. Uh, it's the same mall that T2 was filmed in. Really. I heard I heard about yeah, this. Yeah. So, that's pretty so, cool. So, uh, because they're like, come back and destroy some more of our mall. <laughs> okay. No one shops here. We need the insurance money. So <laughs> so he comes and uh, and they, they track and follow Sully. And Sully's doing some some deal to get some passports and stuff like that. He's right, doing bad guys. Right, stuff. right, 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 right. And um, uh, so he sends her into the bar that Sully's in to like draw him out and and things like that. So he's already like sending her in, which is which again, like he's desperate. Granted. He's put a lot of trust in this. A lot of trust, considering and, he just took her hostage. Yeah, and like ripped her car in half, effectively. Yeah, and he's like, okay, well now I need you to do something for me. Yeah, uh, and of course she goes straight to security. Yeah, uh, which you would like any other human being. Absolutely, would. and that's where we get that great line read from security. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like they're trying to identify who it is. And they're like, yeah, the security guards like that's one big motherfucker. Like, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> super enunciated. It's so Sully, awesome. yeah, Sully so, escapes yep. uh, or sees Matrix and he runs into a phone booth. Yep. And there we have another, another feat of strength. strength. <laughs> 
where instead of and he literally as he's shaking the phone booth and the window shatters so he can easily haul Sully out of there but yep. he intend instead he decides to lift up the entire phone booth with yep. Sully in it absolutely and launch him somewhere yeah so <clears throat> even logistically like there's glass there's all kinds of things that just does not make sense about any of it but I love the fact that they're just like he's so strong and such yeah. a big dude why not just showcase this and so as a kid, again, I'm like, this is incredible. Like, this is like uber male. <laughs> How this many times did you try to lift a phone booth out on your own? Like, every yeah. time I went to the mall when they used to have phone booths, I was like, how heavy is this? Like, I would <laughs> sometimes, really like, I, I can't move this. Yeah. I am a puny, puny <laughs> specimen. You can barely lift the receiver. You know what? Dar Dar Darwin screwed up. I am, like, not <laughs> going to be one of those people that when I get older and women yeah. eventually, like, show some sort of interest, they're going to be like, well, okay, Lift that phone booth. And I'm going to be like, I, got, I don't have it. Yeah. I don't have it. Show me your uh, inappropriate mate. <laughs> no, could, could you lift a tree? Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. no. Perhaps a small one. No, that's it. I'm going to do the full Bill Murray. You just grab like a little piece of wood from the ground. I'm like, well, this used to be a tree. There's there's some tree mist to this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, did you ever sort of like compare? I mean, he's a dad. He's a dad. They established well, so he's a dad. So, it's so far off, right? Yeah. But but you sort of look for those points in your life. You're like, okay, well, at some point, yeah. am I going to turn into this like massive? Is there going to be an opportunity to do it? Like, do you ever remember a point? So part of the thing that I learned about uh, as I got older, I'm like, okay, well, I've, I'm introduced to girls. And you, you yeah. start to think, okay, well, what am I going to do? And I would always go back to this. I'd be like, oh, well, if I want to be a good specimen, I better start working out. Yeah. So then I started doing weights for a little while when I was in high school. So did I. For very, for, I know. Because <laughs> yeah. you're like, okay, well, obviously, if I want to be a Schwarzenegger-esque, yeah. awesome dad. I, I got to put in at least two days a week. <laughs> That's it. And some light five-pound weights will get me there. I, I think this will do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what are you having for food? Oh, I don't know. A pizza. Yeah. And like, but you mean, you think about the nutrition routine you'd have to do to be that guy. And it's so oblique. Like, oh. who the fuck knows how you get to that point? But oh. anyway, so yeah, you start to do things like, I'm going to work out. Yeah. Because I want to be like Schwarzenegger. I want to be one of these male specimens that people are like, holy smokes. Oh, yeah. And and, and so it's just interesting that, that it was like, that was my mentality is like, oh, okay. To be a man... Uh, I probably wasn't thinking to be a dad, but no. I was looking at other dads and things yeah. like that. And like, oh, <laughs> Well, and again, this isn't a slight to our dad, but my, our dad's always been a little bit overweight. Mm. So then you kind of go like, huh, <laughs> did you just miss the boat on this? Like, should we be watching Commando with you more often? We actually watched it with him the other day. Yeah. And it never really occurred to me to kind of make a cross-reference for dadism because at yeah. this point, I mean, we're both dads. Yeah. And I just spend zero time working out oh, basically oh, oh, right oh. now. So... Yeah, I guess you can be a dad without being, you know, uh, yeah, just an a, Adonis. <laughs> a perfect human being. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't know that, you know, I'm much of a killing machine. Yeah. Like as a dad. I don't think I've ever taken yeah. that up that part. I mean, we'll get, we'll come around to this near the end, but you know, <laughs> when we talk about what do you take away from being, yeah. you know, commando and you know, trying to be that dad. That's super dad, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's that's for further into the podcast. So he well well we'll circle back on that. Yeah, <laughs> put a little pin. So uh, yeah, he, he um, um, so he rips that seat out, and there's a car chase that ensues. Yep. And then another feat of strength. He he smashes instead of. I don't think he even touched the brakes. No. He just slams. He in her car right into a telephone pole, and like like not even a heartbeat later, he sort of just turns to her and like, hey, are you okay? <laughs> like he's I'm okay so why didn't he just like you said it why didn't he just hit the brakes he didn't even feather them he nope. didn't even touch them nope. he's just like <laughs> it's a thing I could either hit the brakes or I could drive into a pole either thing is the same no like, kidding uh, for me that is brakes <laughs> no kidding 
<laughs> well, there is another feat of strength too earlier where he's got his truck has been fucked up oh, by those yeah. guys who take all the plugs out. And he just pushes it down the hill and smashes it. That's right. And so basically for him, that is the brakes. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't use the brakes there either. He just goes off the side, rolls his truck, gets out and like, oh dear. Yeah. But I, I got love- the scratch on my babe. <laughs> I do love the guy. The guy who was meant to like sabotage his truck. First he went and he pulled all the plugs and, and screwed up the wiring first. But right. then he thought... Oh, oh, you know what he's going to do? He's going to push this down a hill. I better get the brakes as well. So why didn't that guy get to live? Because truthfully, and maybe he did. Maybe he was one of the guys who kind of ends up catching at the end. But that was the only smart person in that whole film who thought, oh shit, I know this guy. I just saw him carrying that log up. Like he for sure is going to just push this stupid car down. So I'm going to cut the brakes and he's going to die. There's no no way he lives. Yeah. And that was the one smart guy. And and he was probably the guy who got killed, right? Was he the dummy rocking in the front there? (laughs) Just like, I, he could take a blast. Yeah. He, yeah. Okay, so the curse <clears throat> matches. Yep. And uh, um, uh, feet of strength, the car crash does nothing to him, but then he goes into another feat of strength, which is one of our favorite scenes. Oh, I love this. So like, let's walk us through this. Sure. So, you know what? So he's had it. He pulls Sully out of the car, and, you know, they're talking away, and he's like, he wants to get to the bottom of it, right? Oh, yeah. And Sully's not giving up anything. He's like, fuck you, Matrix. Like, yeah. he basically just lips him right off. Yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> John Matrix, showing his feet of strength, takes him and hangs him over a cliff. Yeah. And he, it's a classic line because earlier in the in the movies, like you know, and heard this a million times. And I, I've quoted this since I was a kid. But yeah. you know what? You're a funny guy, Sally. Yeah. I'm gonna kill you last. That's why I'm gonna kill you last. Yeah. And so you know, it's it's this little joke of you know, Sally. When I said I was gonna kill you last, that's like, right, Matrix. That's yeah. right. I lied, and he drops him. Yeah. But the you know, and, and my, for the, all of my life, the only thing I focused on was the I lied part. Yeah. Uh, but instead, what is amazing is the yeah. line that comes out of Sully, which yeah. is... Yeah. Ooh la la! Ooh la la! It's his oh death my, scream. I've never heard anything funnier in my life. Yeah. Like, just what, what were you thinking in that moment? Yeah. Ooh, la, ooh la la! We'll play it. We'll play it. We'll play it. We'll, yeah. play it. we'll insert that, la, that scream. Ooh la la! Because absolutely, you've got like um, David Patrick <laughs> Kelly just like, oh, this is my death scene. I've got something really good. <laughs> and and Mark, Mark Lester didn't even hear him because they were debating having Arnold Schwarzenegger literally like in the movie. He's he's got him suspended over the canyon by one arm, his left arm, right? In yeah, the yeah, movie. yeah. Yep. And Mark was like, oh, let's really do this, right? <laughs> and so this is buying into his own mythos now after having watched Arnie lift up like the telephone booth yeah. and he's got a tree. What's one dude? One dude is nothing. You've lifted Ex- up a redwood. Except it's he's going to die if you fuck this up. Yeah. So no, for they, sure. They had him on a cable, but <laughs> I love, because it took so long to set that stunt up, it, they could only do it the once, I'm sure. Yeah, and yeah. so David's like, I've got a good one. I've yeah. got a good scream for this. You know. So, so okay, let's take it away from the actor. But what is the character thinking at that point? Like, what? why is Sully screaming ooh-la-la? Maybe he's commenting on that line. <laughs> Maybe he was like, not bad, ooh-la-la. But it, obviously he's this plumbing. Is him, so. This is him appreciating the yeah. humor in it all. Like, yeah. Hey, good one. This yeah. is verbal high-five as he plummets to his death. I don't think he's that, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> in that moment, he wouldn't be that gracious. No. I think he'd be pretty pretty pissed off. Like, hey, wait a minute. You said you wouldn't do that. Mm. <laughs> I think he was also close to retirement. <laughs> and so he's about to go to France right after this. Yeah. So Jackson's got his dream yeah. trip. He's Jackson's exploring. Yeah. He's going to France. He's yeah. 
practicing his French. <laughs> that, gonna, it's, just major, it's one thing you don't know. I'm going to France. Look, listen. I'm giving it all up. Right? Ooh la la. <laughs> oh my god. Honestly, it's absolutely terrific. Oh and I think it has made that film for me now. It's so funny. I will so, always look back. Okay, so so Matrix he goes and, and he he finds out that um, another uh villain, uh, another actually um uh was was Bill Duke's a member of his team? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean okay. I'm thinking about him then in Predator, where he yeah. was part of his elite set of commandos. Yeah. So I mean it's easy to watch those blur. Yeah, that's, uh, that's in, right. into one another. The, but no. the brick blur is what we'll call it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so for sure, Bill Duke's just like he's just one bad son of a bitch. Yeah, and yeah. they have, they have an interaction. They fight. Um, mm. uh, you know, and and he, he <laughs> in this hotel room, good old Bill Duke pulls out this massive can cannon yeah. and then tries to shoot. Arnold Schwarzenegger. From bam, point blank, basically, because they're in a little hotel. Can't get them. So nope. They fight and they slam each other against the walls and smash things. All the while, Radon is screaming at the top of yep. her lungs. Yep. They eventually smash through a wall. Right, because you've got one of those doors, like in yeah. a hotel room, that yeah. you know can have adjoining rooms. And what's going on in the other room? But so much, like, fucking, uh, <laughs> that no one noticed gunshots, Radon Chong, guys slamming around, like... This is so wonderful. Like, just the gratuitous TNA that you had to have for every 80s movie. I mean, I didn't learn about boobs, really, until, until the 80s. When you're just 80s. like, they were everywhere. And they were covered in <laughs> cocaine, which made them that much more, like, interesting. Right? Yeah. Right. Like, was she, was she baking? <laughs> I don't understand. This is really weird. Someone was baked. No kidding. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, he, so he wipes out Bill Duke by, by um, hip-tossing him onto a uh, upturned... Table leg. Table leg. Yeah. Yeah. And just like pierces him right through the chest. It was pretty pretty impressive, actually. It's not bad. It's not bad. Um, so he's dead, and they find out now that... Uh, I'm just going to motor through sort of the idea yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, just so we can get to some of the big juicy bits, because I'm, I'm dying to talk about Vernon and Arnold. Yes. Um, so uh, finds out that there is this, um, uh, you know, air, air, a, a plane. Basically, right. There's, there's a plane. Yep. There's like a seaplane. A seaplane, and so they've got to go to where the seaplane gets its fuel. That's right. where they're going to find out where. Because they have the receipt. Go. That's kind of the next that's clue. Right. That's yeah. Right. So but on the way. Yeah. Or it's, no, no. It's actually after this that they go shopping. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Directly after this, they have to go figure out how to get equipped. Yeah. And so you know. Why they didn't just have him rip the wall down with a feat of strength for me, I'm like, you've done enough with it now? Yeah. You might as well just keep it going. But of course, he gets into a bulldozer and just takes a, takes a wall That's down. That's it. I'm surprised he didn't pick up the bulldozer and use it. <laughs> That's it. Open. Just do the scraping motion himself. Like lift and dig like a great big shovel for him. Yeah. Because he's got that muscle. Oh, so he, he tears up. And this is the, the crazy thing. And it must be Stockholm. Because right after the mall, when she dobs him in... Um, he chases after Sully in the car, but before he goes, uh, she comes out of the mall and stops him while he's driving her car. And he stops and allows her to get in so that they can go and chase after Sully. But she just dug him into the cops. What was that switch where she was like, oh, wait a minute. No. I, I think I'm going to go along with this. Well, here's the thing. He's a relentless killing machine that hasn't been stopped by mall guards and like yeah. telephones. So he must be a good guy. Well, it's not that, he can, that he's a good guy. It's just like, what's the point of trying to get away? I'm a yeah. dead person either way. And he's been really polite about opening the door. <laughs> Truly, he must be a gentleman. But that's so wild. Like, yeah. they, she just turned on a dime. And all of a sudden, she's there, like, thick as thieves. Yeah, well, but, but that's the whole relationship. Because even in the... So, to your point, right? So, there's this point where she sort of goes, okay, well, yeah. I'm going to go with him and I'm going to help. Yeah. So, sure. Then there's the point where they actually have some sort of romantic thing, which... 
where the What's fuck that? does that come from? <laughs> well, they, kind of. Like, there's this whole thing at the end where they're like, uh, this is your new mom. And, like, yeah. Jenny walks up. And, like, they're all, like, hugging like a family. I'm like, what? Yeah. What is going on? Because you never get an inkling of that in the Not whole movie. A little bit no. in this whole movie is this sort of, like, connection. Because she's her whole job is just to um, either, like, allow him to exposit. Yeah. Or to just, again, like, comment like her day is getting put out. You it's, know, like, it's like Tim Conway and Harvey Corman. Like you think it's like the, the Apple Dumpling Gang here, like where one of them is the straight guy, and she, that's her. Yeah. And then there's got like this one kind of wackadoo dude who just keeps ripping shit up and like pulling off hijinks and just like, what happened? Like, seriously. All the feats of strength in the yeah. Apple Dumpling Gang. <laughs> there's tons of them. You know what? No one knows how much, like, but Tim Conway could deadlift uh, 350 pounds. Like, oh, he yeah. just, like, dropped down he was and. A giant. He, there <laughs> was. When the, dwarf. One time when, when yeah, Dorf was a huge. Dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance. No. But anyway, that's what I sort of mean. Like, they have that same sort of chemistry. Like, you'd never expect yeah. Harvey Corman and um, Tim Conway to kiss, but. They did. They do it all the time. All the it was, time. It was really weird. And so they're trying to replicate that whole relationship. <laughs> it is. Command. It's an homage. It is. You can yeah. tell. You can tell that was a lot of influence. I think we're there. really, you know, stretching that. <laughs> Super thin and I love it. Let's keep it going. Yeah. Uh, so so they go shopping <clears throat> yep. and it's this typical uh, sort of, a, I guess, American gun store. And this actually, this formed everything that I thought about gun stores. Because I've actually never been in a gun store. No, but I imagine so, they're exactly like this. Is is that they've got these sort of the, the cursory hunting rifles and stuff like that yep. on the rack, you know, nice and safe. And blah, yep. blah, blah, blah. But there's always that hidden switch. <laughs> totally. And Whoever the keeps their nukes. The nukes behind this wall is the biggest armory in the entire world. Like, there's yeah. rocket launchers and army issue, like, AK-47s oh. and, and grenades and, like... Well, it's because of the Ruskies are going to invade at any time. If Red Dawn has taught us anything, if you don't have a safe room tucked away in the back somewhere... That's it. You're going to get the shit blown out of you. Oh, my so God. So, you need to have that <laughs> extra... Let's see a, a banner, the Wolverines. Totally. <laughs> Oh my god. I would have had a little tear. That would have been that great. Would be classic. So he, he gets armed to the teeth. Yep. Like, yeah. And then he gets caught by the cops. Yeah. And and this is again like a tribute to her Stockholm syndrome when she fires a rocket at this paddy wagon. Like to blow it up to free him. Like, here's this moment where you're like, huh, wait till I tell my friends about my day. Yeah. Like you could have walked away, <laughs> the whole thing's done. Clean. But yeah. yeah, for some reason, she just kind of like the switches turned and now she's like yep. a loyal sidekick. Yeah, it's insane. So he gets blown up and flipped in this paddy wagon. Like it it, it explodes yep. and launches into the air and I upends. I have to imagine there are multiple concussions in that vehicle and people have got broken bones. And what happens with Arnie? Well, he, he, it was, he was free to sort of brace himself because for some reason when they capture him at the gun store, they don't put him in cuffs. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he just walk him into the van wagon and like, this hey, don't escape. <laughs> this is the honor system. No, yeah, I'm going out on a limb. I expect reciprocity. Here, yeah, well, okay? I mean, for sure. Why would you not just take a guy who bulldozed down the side of a building? Uh, who's got a fuckload of guns yeah. somewhere because they're yeah. missing now. You've been into, like, the safe room. Yeah. Um, yep, he probably seems pretty good. All right, well, this I'm going to lock the door, though. <laughs> this will keep him in. No kidding. Right? So he escapes, yep. he, and he's fine. I think he, he has a little cough. Well, sure. I yeah. mean, he's used to this braking system that was part of the explosion. Exactly. I mean, so this is the third vehicle that he's like been in a like, potentially devastating accident oh, yeah. and just like brush it off. 
it's pretty good. Make their way yep. to the uh, air or water field, I guess it's an aquaplane, yep, right? Yep, that's right. Plane. Yep, airplane. So they make their way to the airfield yep. and uh, get into uh, the plane. It's old. Luckily, she shows her worth. Mm-hmm. Right, because she's a pilot. Well, she's doing her pilot's license, and she's oh, been right. learning on this specific type of plane. <laughs> Very coincidentally. So how handy is that? Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Good things happen to good people. That's Always it. remember. So yeah. So uh, they're trying to escape, but yep. then the director's like, this is too boring. <laughs> you know what we got to do? We got to get some gunfire happening here because this is too boring. And so a couple of soldiers, the bad guy soldiers, are driving in a Jeep, Firing their guns at them. Well, they just got off the set of the A Team, <laughs> and so they've wheeled them through right now, just so they can get blown up and flip somehow. This is so. all in a port in L.A. Of course it is. That's insane. Yeah. Well, you know, it's L.A. in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot yeah. of porn shops and lots of fun. A lot things of going like, on. freedom fighters. That's <laughs> you know, yeah. Come for the movies, but stay for the freedom. <laughs> it's exactly part of so it. So another feat of strength happens. Yeah. 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 What happens? I don't. You don't remember? No. He goes, they're trying to get the plane to go, but it won't go, and the soldiers oh, are shooting apologies. at Oh, apologies, that's right. And so... Um, he fonzes it. He fonzes it. He it's, punches the plane he into punched, working. Yeah, you know what? Again, like, just... <laughs> so, how many times now, ever since, and the reason I say fonzing it, because I, yeah. I do this sometimes. Yeah. How many times have you just tried to punch a piece of electronics to make it work? <laughs> And then when it subsequently doesn't work, you're like, yeah. well, what the fuck? I've All of my mechanical skills are blown right now because I don't know what to do. Yeah. All else fails. I've used a screwdriver. Yeah. I've used a hammer. I've gone through the manual. Well, fuck it. It's time to punch. It's fisting time. That's right. <laughs> well, are, phrasing? Are we still doing phrasing? <laughs> no, no. No, okay. Good. No, thank goodness. So he, he punches the plane into action and um, <laughs> it, it flies. Of course it does. It's scared as hell. What's going to happen to me? I've already seen you like yeah. basically demolish one plane from the inside at the beginning of the movie. The plane yeah. is very like aware of other plane discussions that happen. They have like a, a loose sort of internet that exists in that period amongst planes. So he knows what's going to happen if he doesn't comply. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that plane works. It works. He punches into working and it lands at the island um, mm-hmm. where Jenny's being held. And now it's now it's father time. Now, you know what? It's one man against an army. What does it make sense to do then? You know, uh, to 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 best you because he's a skilled warrior, but he's also a skilled uh, you know black ops. So sure to sneak in, to, you know, and he, and he does a good job of covering himself in, in camouflage. That's, that's it. <laughs> nah, that, those like three like uh, marks that he puts. Yeah, his, his football under eye <laughs> smear, and then whoa, he's gone. He's gone. Just, yeah. So cause he's, the smartest thing to do would be to go and extract Jenny. You know, as quite as possible, because there is a hundred. There's a hundred guys. You're never getting out of there. You're man. never getting. It's there's not no happening. way one man no. can take on those no. guards. No. So yeah, I think he kills all of like two silently. Yeah, and then just opens up. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. But there's that whole montage with the claymores. Not, oh, all, yeah. not only does he just sneak, not sneaking yeah. quietly, where he could have just like you know extracted and go. Yeah. But he draws as much fucking attention as he can. Like he sets about twenty claymores and blows up like. 15 buildings. Like, it's just <laughs> splinters everywhere into the sky. It's, it's incredible. Not, it's pretty lucky that he chooses every building that Jenny's not in. Be- oh. Considering she escaped from the main house. Yeah, had she not known, he's done no reconnaissance at this point. Yeah. He basically is just like, 
Fuck it, I'm blowing it off. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> you flip the coin, Jenny. No you do it. You, you had do a it good run. in his family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So he, he starts wiping out people, and this is insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. No one even gets, like, us. Uh, like, again, you're right. He gets the one sort of grenade scratch. Yeah. That ba- ruins his vest, but that's the extent, and it just gives him more reason to go shirtless. Yeah. So he's happy for that. And I mean, everything is a weapon in his hands. Oh. He, he gets a guy with. There's. He goes into a garden shed. There's a double double edged axe. There's saw blades in a garden shed. Oh, he's just whipping there's him a, around like he's a, yeah. he's a ninja now with these things. <laughs> it's insane. So he wipes out, and we counted. You're right about it, at least a hundred people uh, that he wipes out. Yeah. Yeah. Which is incredible because a lot of killings happen off screen, so we had to assume. Yeah. Yeah. Right, a whole time Jenny has escaped. Well, they, you know, here's the thing, though. He's killed the idiot, yeah. but there's one man who well, is there to make sure that he complies, and he, it's his he needed, arch nemesis. Well, he needed to train himself. He's been retired, so he needed to see if he still had the chops, because he needed to be at peak physical ability to even compete with Bennett. No, for sure. Like, you know, you know, this has been years in the making. This confrontation. Oh, yeah, you know. Now he, of course, assumed that Bennett was dead. Like, you know, he'd heard about Bennett's death, yeah. which is a huge relief for him. He can leave the training schedule now. <laughs> he can finally go back to just Cheetos and you know, <laughs> you know, five o'clock brewskis with the boys. That's like he doesn't it. have to worry anymore because Bennett's done. No, no, but bad news. Bad news. Bad news. Bennett's back. Yeah, Bennett's back. <laughs> yeah, and better than ever. <laughs> That's it. He'll be back. Yeah. Uh, no, that was originally Bennett's line. And, uh, <laughs> I'll be Arnie back, just stood, stood, Oh, God. He was like, nope. No, no, you won't. I'm, taking, I'm taking it. <laughs> okay, Vernon, Vernon. Go knit your vest elsewhere. Okay, no. so where else have you okay. seen Vernon before? Because the only time I've ever seen him up to this point was in Mad Max. And That's I never it. would have put those two guys together except for having to... Because he's cut in Mad Max. He's, he's like insane shape. And he's nuts. He's, he's nuts. fucking crazy. I was like, great oh, character. Though, super right? cool. Like, again, yeah. this guy makes meals of these characters. Yeah. This is a unidimensional, yeah. you know, pitted for revenge, <laughs> sloppy as hell. I've given up. He's got the Homer Simpson diet going. Basically, yep. yeah. So he, um, you know, uh, Jenny escapes and, and runs into the boiler room. Yep. Uh, Matrix has just finished up. The uh, last person he wipes out is the general. That's the right. last person alive. So Arius he, goes down. Yeah, Arius goes down in a spectacular fashion. I think he, he shoots him out a window and he lands on, like, uh, a marching band or something. No. Oh, to, like, well, and then a steamroller goes over top <laughs> of him. Basically. Like, presses him right in. Yeah, yeah that's, he, it, he dies. He gets extra dead. He really dies. Yeah, he's extra dead. Yep. So now now one man stands between him and Jenny. Yep. And and what a man. I mean, it, it is a confrontation for the ages, like you said. And so it has to take place in this boiler room. And this is where this conversation with Mark, uh, the director, and uh, good old Vernon and Arnold goes, okay, I, I hired you. You said you were he, you totally brandoed in this role. So I hired you. You said you would put on two hundred pounds of muscle. And Vernon goes, "Oh, muscle! Yeah, whoops! I'm oh, having shit. milkshakes every day." Oh, oh my god! No, I totally misread that situation. I blew this. But here's the good news. Yeah, I can intimidate the shit out of you. Yeah, look. Here's how I'm gonna do it. See these gloves? They're fingerless. That's right. <laughs> See these sleeves? Gone. I am planning on yeah. doing a lot of press-ups yeah. uh, after this to prove to you I could have done it. I could have And I've got the yeah. gloves to show. And I've got a belt around my blouse. Yeah. You see that? <laughs> well, no. It's like a Shatner-esque sort of you to suck that girdle. Like, you've got to keep that belly from flowing out, man. That's it. Originally, the costumer did make him chain meal. 
and just okay. Here's the ch- oh, I I, I, I can't get it can't over. Stretch. <laughs> no kidding. Well, you've got these weird little parts of his fat that we kind of <laughs> through the chainmail. You make these weird little like chainmail nipples that were coming through. You're like oh oh, we can't contain him. You know, we're gonna knit this, and no one's gonna know <laughs> no. the difference. Don't it's worry. gonna hold it. Yeah, it, people will assume here's until the they really look. Wool is stretchy. Well, okay. think about this too. Like on a VHS, there's so many movies that we had where. It's so grainy and so fuzzy, you really can't tell, right? Yeah. That's why I'd always assumed it was chainmail. But now that we're into the time of digital and you can see things clearly, clearly I'm like, oh, you lied to me. Yeah. <laughs> I felt betrayed by that. All right, so um, they have this confrontation, yep. and the only way that they can have it is when Arnie loses use of his left arm. Totally. Uh, and then they have this knife fight. Yep. And at one point, <laughs> Vernon gets pushed into like... This uh, power oh, center. And then goes crazy. He's got like super strength. So it's the only way he can beat him. That's by, it. Because now I... <laughs> well, did, you, did you ever consider in your life, like if I was in a fight and was going to lose, if I could find like a socket yeah. and like charge myself up, That's I would it. definitely be ready my, to kick ass. My batteries are low. That's, That's it. the only reason. I That's how it. human energy works. So he, he wipes him out and then, uh, well, they fight, they fight the fight. Uh, Vernon grabs his gun and then another feat of strength. Right, he yeah. grabs a pipe. So yep. uh, Matrix is like, that's it. He, he got, a, got a pipe right out, hauls it at him, goes right through his stomach, he goes right into a boiler, and you get this sort of pan out as you get to see the pipe, and then this massive jet of steam coming through because the boiler now is like, he's obviously penetrated his entire body with that one fucking right arm of cannon. Right. And then the and then, best line. And then the, instead of going and comforting his daughter right away. No. Instead of going and making sure that everything's okay. Because he's been setting these up the whole time and has been yeah. waiting to use this for years. <laughs> yes, this, he's probably doing his plumbing at home and like, oh, you know what would be great? Oh, the steam. Oh, oh I'm so angry. I'm letting off steam. Oh, this... This is good. This is going to be good. <laughs> no kidding. So anyway, the, fun, the one of the greatest lines of all of my, you know, uh, Arnie repertoire is, let off some steam, Bennett, right? <laughs> Same thing. You're totally right. Sure, he's a great dad, but when it's his time to do it. Yeah. He's not, yeah. He's not rushing You're this. on my schedule, Jenny. <laughs> no You're the one that got caught. <laughs> no Didn't kidding. you smell them coming? This is my weekend. <laughs> no Mom gets you during the week. <laughs> <laughs> What's that check-in call look like? like? What are you guys doing? You're late. Yeah. No Sean, kidding. this is going to come out of your like bank account. Pal. <laughs> no kidding. You're going to be paying. Okay, we have Randolph, a great weekend. My lawyer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had ice cream. I can prove it. <laughs> I <laughs> like, fed the deer. Oh yes, and I killed about 150 men. <laughs> no kidding. What about the trauma that Jenny's going to have after oh this experience? Like, yeah, you're never getting visiting rights after no, this. So, Although, try to keep her away from uh, yeah. him. Good luck. Yeah, really. Let me know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> Take her to a remote island. Yeah, Let, work it out. Go for it. Yeah. So, so to keep. Bests the bad guy. He wipes out everybody. And finally, the army arrives because Radon has radioed them. Yes. Uh, Once again, proving her worth. Now, two things that yeah. she's done correctly. She's gotten, <laughs> she's gotten them. No, three things eventually because they'll fly yeah. away. But so she gets them there, calls the army. Yeah. Sits there. So and and maybe this is synonymous with a lot of ways that women were treated in a lot of these action films. You know, is as like exposition dumps, sometimes love interests, and and they would they would have be be like plot. Plot drivers, right? Sure. Like she could fly planes, so she can get them there, right. right? Like she's she has utility, uh, which is which is wild, and, and and so, like there was so much more you really could have done with her, right? I like know. like she could have been more um, all into this, like she could have been like really like more of a like trying to find a way to help, or she could have been useful, or she could have caused more tension. She could, she could have been, been a love interest, like again, it was she, just well, no, she could have been as more a compass, maybe, or well, potentially, sure. you know, or something like that, like you know, should you kill? Everyone, you know, have you tried to talk? 
Yeah. To the um, the terrorists. I, he, he, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like there, she definitely was underutilized. Yes. Yeah. And then again, like just this whole idea of like where does her interest come? Like just because he's so penultimate. Yeah. That automatically, obviously, she's going to fall for him. Yeah. Like, that's a gimme because of how awesome he is. So this is why, again, I have unrealistic ideas as, <laughs> you know, teenage Chris because you're going like, okay, well, all I need to do is put in some muscles and women are just going to fall all over you. Well, that's, that's how it works. You don't have to be, like, a good person. You don't yeah. have to develop a personality. Funny, don't worry. Well, funny is good, too, because you can deliver one-liners when you're destroying other males. So, for <laughs> sure, this is all the key ingredients in being, like, an ultimate man. He's his ultimate dad. Essentially, ultimate yeah. man, ultimate dad. Right. He shows tenderness when he needs to, but he can kick ass and protect his family. Yeah. So, right? like, so, so let's let's wrap it all up. So yeah. when it comes down to what did you take away from Commando about parenting? What what are you trying to, if anything, are you trying to integrate into your own <laughs> well, role as a father? And not to be not to be jokey, not to not to make a farce of this, but you know what? Because we've done that already. No, uh, but but um, I guess that 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 you can you can show. You know, uh, strength, strength as a person, strength as a man, but also he shows actually some vulnerability only at the beginning. Yes. Granted, but but he can be soft and he can he can be playful and and you know and he's. Is it too- the girl George comment where he's playful? Yes. <laughs> he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Uh, that little skirt, that. Yeah. Um, but but just that he can go and and and, and he can he, he can play and and and, and be. Uh, very fun, but he can also have that duality, I suppose, or or he can wear many hats. And so, if I had to extract yeah. something out of this, I think that what resonated with me was just that a dad wears many hats. Sure, okay, can wear many hats. And, and but at the fundamental point of it, uh, well, I guess the penultimate thing is that he would do anything for his family, and right. and I get that, right? I I, I would struggle but not having the skills to go and, and right. free my children from some corrupt general. Yeah. Granted. But, I don't think you would have been in that position in the first place. Like, if you're the well, one who took out a corrupt general, you, know, you have you to be able to undo that, right? Yeah. You know, there was a time right. when I did freedom fight for, uh, you know, a small uh, island nation. Uh, and that's that's where I get my pension from. Right. Do right. you not? You early retirement. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But you would do anything for your kids. And so I think that's what I, uh, you know, that, that my, my takeaway from that is. And what about you? Yeah, same thing. I mean, I think before you are a dad, you don't really understand what it's like to have that kind of unconditional love, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're like, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, there's probably some stuff I would do for my kid. And, you know, I'd always try to, like, take care of them. And you speak in really broad strokes. Yeah. And then you think, well, well, if my kid was actually put in that scenario, what would you do? And you'd be like, well, shit, I probably would do the same thing, except I would fail miserably. Like, I, I would have died in the very opening scenes where the two soldiers who actually know what they're doing get killed. And I'd be like, well... If those guys can't do it, I am probably fucked, but I'm just going to run with this. Yeah. And so I'm going to like run at them or something, or I'm going to, uh, I don't know, make smoke signals to try to get that uh, <laughs> helicopter to come back. Because uh, as a physical specimen, I mean, I'm not much of much. But, but uh, then you do at least understand, like, okay, well, even if I'm not the guy who could be able to pull off everything that Arnie could, yeah. I 100% would put every give it possible effort I could to, to make that happen, right? Yeah. And you'd use your own skills and your own um, yeah. gifts in a very different way. For me, it would be my, the way that I'm really good at passive aggressiveness, my sarcasm. <laughs> And uh, my my film and TV references. Right. So you would you know. shame them and wow them <laughs> yeah. with your brains and your sarcasm, where <laughs> no, they'd be like, "Yeah, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm just gonna give her back." <laughs> it, it stops oh, right thanks. there. Thanks. No, yeah. Great. <laughs> Great. Great. You know. Uh, this is something that I feel like uh, Fred Armisen would have said, uh, and just like lock them right down in some sort of yeah. obscure something, yeah. and then they're just like, yes. and they're just wow, deep cuts. I oh, yeah. okay, well, that's yeah. good. Oh, clearly, you're superior intellect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I get it. So I think you really captured it, Tristan. Like that's oh, that's super good. I mean, it's it's not the easiest film to make like a, a real parenting kind of cross, other than of course the main sort of central driver. But yeah. but but to look at the lessons and kind of think about it, uh, I think you really captured it really well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, could you do one more thing for me? Yeah, what do you need? Uh, could you get your fucking shine box? Motherfucker. This has been Get Your Shine Box with Chris Ham and Tristan Ham. Intro and outro music by Ross Smith. Tune in for more episodes as we discuss movies we watched and stuff we did as dads. <laughs>